Want to have safe kinky sex? Make sure you make your way over to AdamEve.com. Adam and Eve has over 12 million satisfied customers worldwide. Everything from the newest vibrators to classic movies. When you're on AdamEve.com, make sure to enter in the promo code HUSH50. That's H-U-S-H-5-0 to get 50% off almost any one item and free shipping. Do I need to say that again? Free shipping. Make sure you have your kinky safe sex needs satisfied by visiting AdamEve.com. Sex, dating, relationships, and all things kept on the hush. Welcome to Hush, the podcast that brings you the shit you love to hear. Let's slide into the episode. Dropping that sexiness for your ears as we enter another volume of Hush. everybody thank you for tuning into hush my name is kim i am very excited today to bring you my guest chancellor jackson hey blessings and blessings and uh, blessings and balance to you kim appreciate you for having me and blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in right now big shout out to y'all most important thank you again for taking the time to come on can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do uh yeah my name is chancellor k jackson um from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised, um, played football the vast majority of my life in high school and, and in college down at Stetson University, so a small private school down in Florida. Um, I retained my bachelor's degree in communication and media studies in 2018, and after I graduated, I had my first job teaching English in China. So I lived in China for a little bit, and lived my best life experience and all that China had to offer until... Uh, I was arrested and then, of course, served 14 days in uh, a Beijing penitentiary. And uh, after my release, I was deported from the country and came back to America. Um, continued to um, work in education, fill in the culture of football. Started writing my book, 14 Days in Beijing, my first book, 14 Days in Beijing. And was uh, ranked number one new bestseller in three different genres on until my debut. So. After that, you know, I mean, for the other endeavors, bars and other uh, forms of coaching, life coaching, everything, um, now I'm coaching inspiring authors. Um, so anybody out there that has an idea or a concept for a story, but don't know how to go about putting it on paper, or say you've written a book, but don't know how to go about publishing, tap in with me. I go on to either or process or both of them me. Um, own my own publishing company and in which all my books are published through and my services are ran through. And I have a car rental service in addition to all of that. So, yeah, man, just, and, 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 you know, young cat out here is running cover, man, I was trying to get established. That's it. That's really cool. Congratulations on that. I think it's awesome how you could turn a traumatic experience to something so positive, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, man, I was 
was it was destined. I was supposed to do something with it. What inspired you to become an author? Um. Well, like I said, I, I know I want to do something with the story. I just had no clue what at that point in time. And um, I knew I was just going around telling friends and family uh, the story verbally, and just seeing anybody like me telling verbally. I'm like, okay, yeah. It's, you know, so I know I got something impactful, something really, really great. I just don't know what I want to do with it. Yeah, how can I share it to the masses? Um, and a few months passed, and I'm chilling with one of my friends that I grew up with, and uh, he was a published author before he graduated high school in 2014. And he put the book in my head. He was like, hey, Greg, you should write a book about the experience. I'm like, shh. <laughs> I don't even know how to start the book. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? That's a good idea. He took it even further. Went to my, uh, took my phone, what's my notes? Let me like a five layer outline. And I just started filling it in. And with me doing that, I called the flow for how I wanted to tell the story. So I moved it from notes on my phone to Google Docs. So I could up. And then about four months later, I was done. The story was written, and then additional six months just published. So I just, I just fell into it, honestly. <laughs> I liked the the way that it was written. Honestly, it was really easy to follow, and um, I felt like I was right there with you. <laughs> How long have you been writing? Since 2019. Very so, awesome. In college, it was, that was all it was an academic wise. So never nothing that I was just doing freewillingly. No. So for those that don't know, you wrote 14 Days in Beijing, You Love and You Learn, and Real Love Never Dies, and it's all part of the Lucky series. Are you planning on adding more to that series? Oh, uh, for sure. I know I need to go through some more <laughs> experiences or um, just, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely will continue to add to the series for sure. I definitely will continue to write more books. Was, after 14 Days, I thought that was going to be... That was it. I'm like, I don't see myself writing anything else. And then, lo and behold, popped out some more. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to continue to do it. Um, when will the next one be? I have no clue. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm just helping people put their stories up right now. That's very cool. That's very awesome. Um, with, the, with the series, is it loosely based on your life? Like the love story part as well? Yeah. Everything's based on true stories. That's what I was going to say. My curiosity got the best of me, and I was like, was there really a Maya? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was uh, one, of the, one of the factors that inspired the romance in the novel was a lot of the females that was reading 14 Days of Beijing. They was like, okay, you talk about this girlfriend all throughout the book, but you don't ever get to speak to her, and then... You get out and that's the end. So they're like, okay, what's up with that? How y'all forgot that play out? What's the tea on that? So that was one of the things that inspired the Roman So yeah. <laughs> the females put on their investigative hats, like, hold on, who is she? <laughs> I want to go a little bit deeper on that. What has love taught you personally? Life and things, just life in general. You know what I'm saying? The things that you go through have to deal with in life far more, you know what I'm saying, a little bit better, for sure. It makes life a little bit better. It's just like love is something that we all need. And 
shit. It was, it was more love going around versus hate. Of course, we know this be a this be one I get that completely. What have your own experiences with love and pain taught you? the first-hand account of how it is there and then you move on and transition into um, us meeting Maya in the later books was that easy for you to switch gears to change up the tone with your writing style? You know how I am, and um, 
you gonna take a, you already know you're gonna take a lot from the story. For those that don't know me, you know, you know I feel that you will still take away something and I know the perspective is everything goes down to perspective. Um and I just know mine is like no other. So um you know, take away just a deeper and better understanding. That's what I'm all uh, all about and You'd be entertained as well. You'd be enlightened in many ways. If you know what I'm saying, it may apply to you, it may not. Um, but you may be able to appreciate it or understand it or can put yourself in those shoes. And, um, you know what I'm saying? You'll just be able to vibe with it for the show. So. Yeah, I like that. It was definitely relatable. Like I said, it, it struck some memories in my past, and I was like, "Oh, I could relate to this. I've done this. I've done that." <laughs> it's that I think it was that uh, innocent love, you know, and growing into like what comes with a full blown relationship with somebody when you learn to love them, you know. And I think that's what really drew me to the other parts of the series. What really drew me to 14 Days in Beijing was the idea of speaking things into existence, witnessing the fruition of those things. I mean, you literally start off the book with mentioning that and just having a list of goals, really. That's one of the main things that got my attention from the first part of the series. That literally became so applicable to my life and even how I manifested on this journey of podcasting. I took a break from the podcast after I broke up with my ex who I was with, uh, and he was a co-host, and we used to host this together. I was with him for eight years on and off, but I've known him 13 years total. So I had to really take some time to pull back from the podcast, and when I did, um, I started to basically take that time for healing, empowerment, finding myself, really, and then... I wanted to come back and relaunch the podcast and I basically spoke out loud and wrote my goals down like how many downloads I wanted to get monthly what I wanted to reach what I wanted to do this time around and honestly I felt like speaking that really brought into the uh, the existence of um, the success that I've been having with with the podcast since its relaunch and I felt like it was just a whole rebirth for me and that's really the main part that drew me to your book was just speaking things out loud I really believe in that I mean, yeah, it's powerful. It's true, true. And my example, as far as the book is, you know what I'm saying, uh, an introduction, I flash back to the type of conversation I'm having with my mother and my brother at breakfast. One Saturday morning, I'm probably like, man, I'm legit. I'm probably about like six, seven years old. And she asked us, what's the place in the world y'all want to go? I make sure that we go. I instantly, eagerly said, China. Watch out. That's where everything is made. And I had it at a very young age. But you did you really think about it. Like you look at back any products made in China. Made in China, yeah. <laughs> everything that we have in America is made from over there. Like I feel like you know what I'm saying, America's supposed to be a big dog country. Why we got that own product. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, by what China got like what they they own something like you know what I'm saying? I wanna go to the land where everything is made. <laughs> Now I'm curious though, what were the other two places? Or was China your only answer? China was my only answer. And so how was it like when you actually set foot there? So I know that like 
again, not giving away any details, but you even mentioned in the book, um, you know, being in a relationship and then going there. How was it like finally setting foot and having that manifest? Child was lit, man. I was I was excited the entire time. From the flight to actually landing there. I'm recording, I'm documenting everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a blast. I already know this shit. Journey. This is going to be a journey. Like, and I'm excited to see where I'm going to be at at the end of it. Now, did I know that I think it was going to have what it did? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I, I knew it was going to do something for me, and it did. Sure. Yeah, it did. I felt like, okay, besides the traumatic experience, but look at where you are now, you know? And, and I felt like... You know, I'm, I'm grateful for it now, even looking back on it. It's talking, we're talking, I was in China for a whole six months. We're talking about the last two weeks. Man, in those six months, I waited two weeks by the all in all. And China was lit all in all. I'm truly, truly grateful. People ask me all the time when I go back, yes, I would. Um, that was actually going to yes, be my next question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Um, if, you know what I'm saying? Give me the opportunity to, for sure, I would. I'll bring everything full circle. I feel, I feel like that would be lit. And I'll definitely document the whole thing. That'd be some great content. <laughs> Have you gone to any other places besides China since, um, since launching your writing career? I have not left the country since I've been back, unfortunately. Of course, with COVID, that shut things down for about a couple of years. Um, but ever since things to open back up, now I still ain't been able to. Well, at least I still I really got to figure out and broke down, choose a place I want to go, and that's I feel like that's the hardest part. Cause my list is very long, so I don't know which one I just got to choose a place. And then once I do that, then I can start planning. And Actually, you know what I'm saying? Make the, you know what I'm saying? Manifesting it. Yeah. Speaking of that manifestation, do you feel like you're seeing it with this newfound passion for writing that you have? Uh, yeah. I definitely, yeah. Well, like publications, LLC will be a household name. Um, household public company. It's just for the next day. We're going to be notorious just for what we do. You know what I'm saying? How we do it. For real, for real. Um, bring back the core writing. I already got one client that didn't finish program. And, you know what I'm saying? He was uh he released his book on back in October of last year and it's titled The Fatherless Child by Anthony McKinney. Very, very great great read and it was ranked number one of the bestseller in two different genres, um, on his debut too. So very, very proud of him and uh looking forward to everybody else we're working with to see how they do. You mentioned getting into that coaching and having a client. Um, how did you venture into doing that? So you being the author and now helping out others. It was crazy. As soon as I published 14 Days, 14 Days going crazy. A lot of peers and like the people I grew up with or that I know. A lot of people that didn't have aspirations to be an author and actually got journaling, been writing the whole nine just been scared to put it out there and really don't know what to do with it. And now they see me take it and hit that thing apart. <laughs> so I was like, okay, 
what I'm saying? Now they just tapping in with me, so I right, for sure I'll definitely show you ropes walking through it. Um, so I've been doing it since what's it that's been going crazy, but I finally done had all the people I've been working with, I finally had one that actually saw it all the way through it. And it's, 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 it's still doing numbers, it's like number thirty seven and number seventy six. Um and uh drama and LGBTQ plays and stuff like that. So it's going crazy. That's it's really cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. I think just seeing all that manifestation really, even from a client, that that's really awesome. That's cool. Kudos on that. Is it a challenge? Is it challenging at times to coach others with the writing process as you journey through it yourself? I mean, right now it's just because I'm laying down the foundation still. Like I really just, I really just made it a full program not too long ago. So, you know, it's, it's still a process. It's always going to be a process. I'm used to things being a process. My entire journey has been done but a process from football to finding a job after grad, you know what I'm saying, after college and going to China, falling on my face and, you know what I'm saying, and I had to figure everything out. I'm used to processes. I that ain't nothing but a thing. Um, I embrace it, if anything. So, yeah, just laying down this foundation right now. Yeah. And once we get to where we, uh, do you feel like so how does a typical session work do you just sit down with somebody hash out some ideas and see what they come up with do they come up to you and they tell you i really want to write about this yeah yeah it's mainly because they already have something they want to write about they already had the idea you know what i'm saying um so now it's just from there i Let's just hash it out now. You know what I'm saying? Just take a step by step, just create an outline, break it down. Um, and it really just depends upon what it is that they're trying to write. You know what I'm saying? Just be fiction, non fiction, children's book. You know what I'm saying? It really depends on the audience. So, hashing all of that out so we can get an idea of what type of book it will be. All right? Now, let's just create an outline. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now, it's done. degree in journalism and um, my college was social and behavioral sciences and so I feel like one of my things is a procrastination of writing like it's my passion but it's just like to sit there sometimes and just like sometimes that that energy is there to just put it all on paper you know and it all comes out but then later on when I got to go back and edit or add more to it I have to find that motivation so I'm trying to work on an erotica low-key and like I have like parts of it going, but then there's other parts of me where I'm like, oh, wait, I put it aside for months and I don't get back. <laughs> That's yeah. my problem. <laughs> so how do you yeah. keep um, your clients motivated to keep on going through the writing process? Um, It's really up to y'all, man. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Do you want to see results or not? Just that we're gonna be doing it at the same time. 
so we can get it done just as fast. So it's really just up to you. Like, I still got four. I got one, one client. I'm talking about really on the back end, like the final, final, like a couple of little revisions, and then we can start setting it up. <laughs> so it's like we just waiting on them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just what it is. Okay, I have a question though. So you you have a lot of like musical references in your in your books. Do you sit and write to music and like, oh yeah, this brought back a memory. Let me <laughs> let me write this down. <laughs> Do you put on music when you write? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> like that's one of my favorite things to do. Just listen to music. You know what I'm saying? I got Adam on that. Oh, I got some music. Like, yeah, the music was definitely definitely setting the vibe. I've never been to Florida, but I was like, is this how lit it gets there? <laughs> am, I, am I missing out? <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about that detail. I thought, yeah, because that was one of the later uh, details I did. So it's like when I was editing it, um, I'm like, I'm saying I'm getting my playlist. I'm putting it on, on this playlist. I'm like, I'll be put on it. Like, let me put actual songs. And I'm like, yeah. So whatever plays I said I played, I just get shuffled. First song that will come up, I'll put that. See what I'm saying? What juice you eat? Yeah. And I definitely, I'm like, okay, I want to see if you can actually like put the song on and they read that section of, you know, to that thing. I do. I I was like looking at the quotes and was like, I know who that is. That's Trey. (laughs) 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 Look at him singing Chris Brown. I'm going to take you down. curious is the food better in atlanta or is it better in florida oh atlanta for sure yeah <laughs> um now depending on what part of florida you're in and what type of cuisine you know you get it now you're down to south florida miami type of time now and depending on cuisine you're definitely gonna find way better food down there for sure um but yeah i'll just depend on the type of cuisine where you at uh Definitely, I say Atlanta, you, you can't go wrong with Atlanta, though. Yeah. So, Florida, yeah, you know what I mean? We got so many cities within Florida. Atlanta's just Atlanta. See, and then we're trying to, look, we're trying to compare Atlanta to, to it's a whole state. <laughs> 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 it's like, you know Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I feel a lot of go. energy. I feel a lot of energy from Atlanta. <laughs> I hey, Atlanta's lit, you know. A lot of opportunity out here, too. It's constantly growing. Do you feel like that helps out with um, this new path in writing that you're doing? Like bringing uh, in to Pinta? A lot of black Hollywood. So far as entrepreneurships, man, it's the place to be for sure. That's why a lot of everybody need mama move here. A lot of people need to get not from Atlanta. That's what the big place is. Well, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity out here. And you definitely get those vibes with your um, with your writing. I, I, I felt the love, you know, for both actually. That descriptive process and like the details that you use, it really it makes it a lot more relatable, you know. The show is just true authenticity. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, originality is rare. Becoming rare. I feel that everybody starts to sound the same. So, how did you find, besides your experience, how did you find the originality within your? Um, love story like bringing that out so you, it wouldn't sound like just another love story 
Oh, just because 14 days is so original. How I wrote that, you know what I mean? It, it, well, it's something like, yeah, I definitely didn't feel like I created my own style of writing with 14 days, so I was like, I'm just kidding. And in the next two books, without a doubt. Because um, it's pretty much still the same type of time, but just completely different settings. You know what I'm saying? But Real Love Never Dies, Bring Every Day Full Circle, touches on pre 14 days and then, of course, post 14 days. So. Uh, yeah, just definitely. Yeah, I want to keep it all the same. And that you'll know anytime you see this form of writing. Okay, I know. You know, I'm this it. And I do want to touch on where can people find your books? Oh uh, yeah, so um, you can get all three copies from Amazon or my website, chancellorkjackson.com. Um, you can listen to 14 Days of Vision. Have the audio book available on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify. Apple Podcasts and Anchor, and I'm narrating it, so yeah, I definitely enjoy that. It's a vibe. Um, yeah, any inspiring authors out there, Zach and with your boy, ChancellorKJackson.com. I'm on all social media platforms, except TikTok. I ain't on there, but you just Google me, ChancellorKJackson, and find everything you need to know. So, <laughs> do you have any upcoming projects that you're willing to talk about? Um, just these other people's books that I'm working on. Um, I feel like that's probably, that's pretty much it as of right now. Um, yeah, these other people's books I'm working on. Um, actually, I got one that's busting, he busting it out too. And really, say my partner that um, inspired me to write my books. He's coming out with like his fourth or fifth book, so he wants, I'm helping him about like editing it and revise this stuff, so I'm excited for that one too. That's gonna go crazy. You want to know? And his, his books are like more self-help and you know, saying guidance and helping you just figure out yourself so that you before you can find your purpose, what you need to do. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah, I love that. That's cool. And we just called the Journey Projects. Um, volume, we got Journey Project One, Volume One, Volume Two, uh, and then Dreams. Oh yeah. May I ask what it stands for? I need to. Well, we can't let go of our dreams, and it's awesome to see that yours is definitely flourishing, and the manifestation is awesome. And you know, I'm really appreciative of you taking the time to even reach out and and talk about these things. Um, were there any other things that you'd like to address? Any last minute thoughts that you'd like to get out to the audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave all y'all with a message. And the message is from Nipsey Hussle. And for you, those of y'all that don't know who Nipsey Hussle was, Nipsey Hussle was a mogul, a serial entrepreneur, uh, well known for his music and his clothes. And the message goes long winded running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, said never go high. 1,000 burgers on the past, my own self-destruction or success. But what is a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. And none of us know who we are until we fail. You say every person is defined by their reactions in any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else? Or yourself? 
whatever you choose to do, be your heart so stay strong. I love that. I love that. That's a beautiful way to end this interview. And I'm wishing you all the best and more continued success. Honestly, look up these books. They are fire. I loved all of it. I love the way it flowed. It flows really good. And it's relatable. A lot of it's relatable. Details, just everything. I love it. Ups and downs of a relationship, the passionate lovemaking, heartbreak, but the pleasure, you know, like the risks that you take with love. It's beautiful. I appreciate it. I'm truly, truly grateful. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for tuning in today for another special edition of Hush. You can find us on thehushpodcast.com, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Red Dragons Radio, any Alexa-enabled devices, and all other major platforms. Also, make sure to visit me on Instagram and Twitter at hushpodcast69.